Hey, Skywalker here on a special edition of You Can't Recall Curry's podcast. We're out in Santa Barbara. We're just up here in the mountains is the ranch that uh, our 40th president, President Ronald Reagan, his wife, first former first lady, Nancy Reagan, had uh, in the mountains just outside of Santa Barbara. Uh, in fact, they had it from uh, the tail end of his time as governor of the state of Wisconsin, Wisconsin, excuse me, I'm so used to saying governor of Wisconsin, <laughs> governor of the state of California, um, through his time uh, running uh, for president uh, in 76 and then successfully in 1980, and all eight years. In fact, many called it uh, the Western White House. Um, and you saw not only during his time as president, but in the years that followed, uh, he had uh, people like the picture of Gorbachev, him and Gorbachev and those cowboy hats, that, that great picture, uh, Margaret Thatcher, the former prime minister of England, uh, came there. And the queen, the Queen Elizabeth, Prince Albert, all came to the ranch, which must have been quite interesting because, uh, in fact, uh, next August, uh, August of 2021, will be the 40th anniversary of uh, the Economic Recovery Tax Cut Act of, of 1981. The president signed it, not only in that August, but signed it at the ranch, um, there's a replica of the table there. The actual table is in Santa Barbara at the Reagan Ranch Center uh, that now Young America's, uh, Young America's Foundation, YAF, has. YAF, way back, uh, more than 20 years ago, when Mrs. Reagan was looking to sell off the ranch, uh, a number of the folks involved in the leadership of YAF were longtime Reagan supporters, and many, time, many were part of the administration, uh, decided that such an important historical site uh, shouldn't be uh, sold off and, and divided up and made into something other than what it was, that this was a, a presidential historic site. And uh, in fact, Ed Meese, the former attorney general, longtime aide to the president, uh, said, you go to, you go to the uh, museum and library in Simi Valley to understand about the Reagan administration. You go to the ranch to understand about the man. And that that's really true. And it was it was a, a, a brilliant move at the time. Ron Robinson, the president of YAF, who's been there for some four decades, who I'll be honored uh, to, uh, to be uh, succeeding as president of YAF. Uh, Ron Robinson, Frank Dontelli, and a number of others were, were wise enough to realize that they needed to preserve this treasure. And so the ranch there is, uh, is exactly the way it was, 688 acres, but a very small ranch house. And I'll talk about that in a moment. Um, with, uh, with, with uh, all the things, I mean, it's like they, they just stepped out of it a day ago or last week. Uh, his hats, his riding boots, his equipment, uh, many of the things he acquired over the years from family and friends, they're all there at the ranch, plus even in the garage, the Jeep that he loved tooling around on, and, and all sorts of amazing things are still there. And it really gives you a sense of stepping back into history. Um, and so it just was a brilliant move. And then a few years later, they realized what an asset they had, not just to preserve it, but to make it into an educational tool. And so with the support of some great donors, they, they built the center in uh, just off of downtown Santa Barbara, a few blocks from the ocean, where we're at uh, this weekend, uh, talking with some great supporters of YAF. And... Uh, what a remarkable gift because it's it's a place, and Tonette and I have been there over the years. I've been a speaker. We visited. We listened to others. Tonette, for over the years, has been on the Reagan Ranch 
Board of Governors. But we love coming to the center because they bring in these great speakers, whether it's over the years it's been folks like Ben Shapiro came of age there and on college campuses exclusively through working with YAF, uh, whether it's been people like our friends, Sean and Rachel Duffy, who, who uh, have a longtime connection and now their own children in both college and high school have been connected to YAF over the years. They bring in these remarkable speakers uh, there's a beautiful center. Uh, they've got a museum in there. They've got, like I said, the table, uh, another one of the Jeeps, uh, the table where the tax cut was signed. Uh, they've got the microphone where the president would do um, his uh, weekly radio address when he was out at the ranch. And remember, during his eight years, cumulatively, obviously not all at once, but he spent a, a, effectively about one year of the eight uh, in terms of cumulative time at the ranch. It was his place uh, to go away and, and uh, still do work, uh, but to revitalize himself. Uh, the president, if you, you look around, you can see uh, all the, uh, the uh, fence posts or things he, he did. There was old telephone poles that he cut just right and put up, put up himself. He cleared the brush. Again, 688 acres is a pretty big amount of space. We've gone around the property many times with students and supporters. It was just remarkable. And uh, he loved clearing. He loved doing it himself. It was, I, I completely understand it. There's just something refreshing about working with your hands, uh, being out, in this case, amongst a beautiful site. I mean, you've got uh, the ocean on one side is the view, the valley on the other. You're up at a peak. And uh, just really, really remarkable. Um, I often say, and I'll say again to folks uh, here over the weekend, that to me the ranch really symbolizes um, both the, the freedom and frugality of Ronald Reagan. Uh, the freedom, you, you can just see, he, you know, his eternal optimism in the American people. I, I think as much as anything, uh, that's uh, the impact he had on me. It wasn't just that I'm a conservative, it wasn't just that I'm a Republican. Said I'm an optimist. Ronald Reagan was an optimist. He he believed in the American people. Had this eternal optimism in the American people. And being up on the ranch, you it really personifies that. You these wide open spaces, this untapped potential, these beautiful views and visions of what lied ahead. That that just really really captures um, in a very vivid image how Ronald Reagan viewed America and the American people. It was wide and open and untapped potential. Um, and, it, and it's fundamentally why he, he had the political approach that he had as well, that it, it was, you know, that, that the government would more often than not squander that, that they, would, um, that they would make that difficult for people to engage and be empowered and, and, uh, and, and be able to use that freedom for good. And so you, you can see just in that ranch, it's a great educational tool, not just about Reagan, but about uh, the virtues of pursuing um, freedom and living in a free society. Uh, and uh, particularly important is this week we celebrated Constitution Week, thinking about you know preserving those fundamental rights that we laid out in the Bill of Rights, the, the freedom of speech, the freedom of expression, the freedom of practicing religion, uh, the religion we choose and not the government, the, the free enterprise, just overall freedom. And, and, and that's why it's such a great contrast when people ask about socialism these days. It's not capitalism. Uh, free enterprise and entrepreneurship is just a part of the contrast, but it's this overall sense of freedom that is the counter to socialism. It's something that young people just aren't getting all too often from their colleges and universities. Heck, when, when you see such a staggering number of, 
students don't even know about that the Holocaust exists. You can see how the education system in this country has really let our students down. And um, I've often said part of my goal is at YAF is not only to support uh, conservative right of center uh, students and bringing speakers in and having more YAF chapters and expanding opportunities, but, but even just trying to help our educators, uh, not just to be conservative, but just to teach things from an objective point of view. If every student was exposed to objective American history, to objective world history, to, to just basic economics and financial literacy, I am convinced uh, that our country would be in a far better place. I, I'm just convinced that because I believe that the, the facts are on our side. It's why we're also fighting so hard for free speech. That t- to me, on the left, it was just um, just talking about this week, talking about the whole cancer, the cancel culture, the cancel culture, the idea that the left, you know, to, to try and uh, win the day, isn't trying to win the debate, isn't trying to win the argument. Um, when they disagree with folks, uh, they go personal. They try to cancel them. They uh, they use an ism on them. They they don't try to counter with the facts. And and uh, we've seen that on college campuses. It's why YAF fights so hard to defend students, to defend speakers, to push for free speech. We see it, though. It started on the campuses in many ways, but we've seen it um, in politics. We've seen it uh, in media. We see it now increasingly in social media. Uh, this idea that it, it's not to win the day with the facts, but to just try and cancel people out. And, and that's one of the things that excites me about joining YAF is, is not just for Young America's Foundation, but helping to lead the way with other similarly minded organizations. Because again, we know, we know the truth is on our side. We, I saw it firsthand as governor. We put in place common sense, conservative ideas that worked. I mean, after when we left the, uh, the economy uh, was roaring. We had more people working than ever before in the history of our state. We had record low unemployment the last few years I was governor. We we had surpluses. We had uh, billions of dollars of tax relief and billions of dollars of reform in some of the best schools and uh, colleges in the, in the country and, and just tremendous opportunities um, because our reforms worked. And, and all too often, the left doesn't want to counter with their own ideas. They want to cancel out uh, those very things. Well, I want to talk some more about, the again, the freedom and the frugality uh, of President Reagan being out here at the Reagan Ranch just outside of Santa Barbara. Stick around. We'll be right back. Hey, Scott Walker here. Uh, thanks for joining us in our podcast. Again, I'm out at the uh, uh, the Reagan Ranch and Reagan Ranch Center just outside Santa Barbara and uh, in California. Thankfully, uh, the weather... It's not so bad. When we were coming in, uh, we did see uh, a little bit further out from where we're at now, we did see even from the airplane some of the fires. So again, our prayers to all the people affected on the West Coast and certainly particularly our prayers for the firefighters. I I know having worked with our folks in Wisconsin over the years who just do a remarkable job, uh, what a risk it is, and and we're thankful that there are people willing to do that uh, to protect uh, our citizens, their families, and their property. And and uh, just continued prayers for everyone involved in the in the fires of the west coast um, th- thankfully the ranch is is protected and and uh, over the years yaf's put in an incredible fire suppression system to make sure that not just now but but in previous and in future fires this incredible property is protected as i mentioned when i think about the reagan ranch i think about the freedom and frugality uh, the rancho del cerro this great 
branch that President Reagan had in the in the sky. The freedom uh, we talked about, uh, and and how important that is, and and how freedom again. It's I'm all for free stuff, but like I said, it's free speech, free association, free press, free practice of religion, free enterprise. <coughs> that stuff. <coughs> excuse me. That's the kind of stuff that I'm for, and that's that's free, and it's fundamentally worth fighting for. Not the kind of stuff that uh, Bernie Sanders and and his radical allies now, of whom are really controlling. I remember the. DNC convention, one of the more shocking statements was Sanders saying that ideas that were considered radical just a few years ago are mainstream. Uh, that shows you just how radical uh, Joe Biden's uh, party has been under his uh, under his leadership as the nominee because there's still radical ideas. <clears throat> the idea that that you would uh, you know t- take wealth earned by one person and give it to another without uh, association. I mean, it's kind of like asking a a straight A student for her to give some of her grades to the folks in the past in the back who haven't been showing up for class, haven't been doing the homework. No, the better answer is to help those folks with a tutor <clears throat> get back on track and, and everybody can earn A just like everybody can be a part of a thriving uh, economy. We don't have to take from one and give it to the other through the uh, through the clumsy hand of government to make that work. But but the uh, and, and we see it firsthand. I mean, I, I saw it as a young person, and um, what we studied and saw and observed during the end of the Cold War and the, the old Soviet Union. But we see it firsthand today in places like Venezuela. I mean, not that many years ago, Venezuela was a prosperous country. Not this that many years ago, it was one of literally one of the of the most prosperous countries in this hemisphere, and. Um, you had uh, years of, and in large part of it's because they're just blessed as a country with tremendous natural resources. So they had the tools, they had the opportunities, uh, but you can see what happens with socialism. You know, socialism that power promises power to the people really um, brings about more poverty than than power, and and the one the limited power that's there is really narrowly focused in the hands of the elite, and. Uh, that's why, sadly, a year ago, Venezuela, I think 9 out of 10, 9 out of 10 Venezuelans were living in poverty. It was so bad that you could actually see it. I think the average Venezuelan had something like 20 pounds they lost because of malnutrition and deprivation. And those are very, very real signs that we can see. So we see the contrast of freedom versus socialism. Freedom, of course, what Ronald Reagan saw at the ranch, both personally and I think in many ways was a, a great reminder to him about um, you know the wide space, the wide opportunities, is really eternal optimism in the American people. The other part was about frugality. Um, and what's amazing, the first time I went, I'm struck every time I go back, again, you got this nearly 700 uh, acres of land, you've got this incredible place, but for a guy who'd been president, had been governor of the largest state in the nation. A guy had been a movie star and a celebrity in his own right. <clears throat> but but you never take Dixon uh, out of all that. Uh, you know, Dixon and the other small communities in, in the state of Illinois, my neighbor to the south, uh, but small Midwestern towns, you just can't take that out of Ronald Reagan, particularly when you consider uh, he was born uh, at the beginning of the last century. Um, actually, he was born the same year as my grandfather. Uh, my grandfather was a farmer in North Central uh, Illinois. And, and uh, in fact, I got to tell you, one of the last times I was at the ranch, I went out to the uh, garage and I, we were showing people around and I hadn't noticed it before. I don't know why. 
but they're up on the shelves. Uh, President Reagan, like so many people, uh, had collected his nuts and bolts and screws and other things he needed, and, and he put them in washed-out peanut butter jars. At the time, they would have been glass jars back at that time. Uh, the tops said brands like Jiffy and Peter Pan, and and uh, there was just a certain smell being, you know, that far back over the years. And, and I was just amazed because for me personally, it brought back, just that smell brought back this incredible images of my grandfather because my grandpa did exactly the same thing in exactly the same jars with exactly the same brands. I, I can still remember long after he passed years ago, uh, going into the garage and even in some cases to the basement where my grandmother lived and seeing those same jars and, and more importantly, just getting that same smell that, that, that would bring back those images of my grandfather. But it was that generation. My my grandma was, was Nana was like that too, where she would, you know, you'd get to, she used to love to make a wonderful um, applesauce for us. And you'd usually get it though in a washed out cottage cheese container. She did the same when she'd make cookies for you that generation just never threw away anything. They would always say it because uh, they came of age, they were raised during the Great Depression. And so you can see that with the president. The ranch house itself is very small for such a large ranch property, a very small ranch house, a few small rooms. Um, you can see the uh, in, in the kitchen the, the, uh, uh, the appliances that he actually got uh, when he was a spokesperson for GE were still there. Uh, you can see the very quaint, small living room. And then probably most of all, the frugality uh, is personified in the bedroom where when they bought the, the ranch back in the 70s, the only thing left uh, from the previous owner were, were two metal frames for twin beds that somehow they just didn't take with them. And so the president, instead of throwing them out and bringing in a different bed frame for a bed, tied them together with some of the same... Uh, equipment he used to put together his his fence post around the property, tied them together and threw a queen-size mattress on it. Uh, he, even then, he was still tall enough that his feet hung over the edge, so he made a, he got a, a, a wood stool that was at the foot of the bed on his side, not on Nancy, but on his side, and, and his feet would hang over on it. Uh, exactly the sort of thing I can envision my grandparents doing. It was just, I got both sentimental and, and, and uh, humorous at the same time to see that there's still a quilt that someone made. It's got the initials for Nancy and Ronald Reagan on, on either side where they slept. But just an incredible reminder of the frugality of someone who was you know, brought up during the Great Depression. I've had the honor of going to Dixon and seeing his childhood home. It's remarkably well kept by the uh, a group of folks who've uh, created a nonprofit foundation over the years. It's another great place to go to. It, for those of us in the Midwest, it's it's, uh, it's just a, a short drive, a couple hours from most places uh, around the Midwest. And another great glimpse, not only in this case to the present, but to his family. Uh, some things you learn about his mother, who was just a saint, uh, reaching out, had a ministry in prison, uh, taught individuals, just did remarkable things. And you can see, again, so many of the influences of this president uh, and uh, why he was such a great president and such a great reminder to us as we look ahead to the future. So all this particularly important on the week when we celebrate the U.S. Constitution. Um, I think back a, a few weeks back, one of my favorite moments at the RNC convention was when... Um, 
a group of our fellow Americans first took the oath of office as new citizens. And to me, it was such a vivid reminder why the United States is and will continue to be great. You see, despite our challenges, people want to come here. They want to come here because of our freedom and the opportunity that's provided to, to every person. doesn't matter what you look like, where you've come from, what your family's done. Freedom and opportunity are available for all, all who come here. And what a great way to connect it back to Reagan. He, he talked about the shining city on the hill. That, that is America, and we need to make sure we fight for that, and we fight for the freedoms that are part of why for nearly a century and a half, or nearly two and a half centuries, I should say, nearly two and a half centuries, uh, why people have, have clung to coming to the United States of America because of our freedoms and because of our opportunities. Until next time, keep fighting for those freedoms and opportunities. I'm Scott Walker. Thanks for joining us.